Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. This is God's word. St. Paul tells us, rejoice. Don't be anxious. And pray. And he's not speaking of things that come naturally to us, is he? Rejoice? How can I rejoice? What gives me reason to be filled with joy in a world like this? So much hate, so much division, so much death, evil everywhere. How can I have joy in the face of that? How can anyone tell me, don't be anxious? All those things that keep me from having joy, they fill me with anxiety. Pray? What good does that do? It's how we might feel at times, isn't it? And yet, Paul nonetheless tells us rejoice, don't be anxious. And pray. And something you have to understand about when a thing is written in the Bible is we don't quite know the the tenor in which Paul is saying. And here's what I mean. How is he saying these words to us? Let me give an example. And we, we can all relate to this now in this digital age. I think many of you use text messages. And I know not all of you do. But you can at least understand how this might work if you don't. The thing about a text message is you don't know the emotion that's connected to it. So for example, recently, this just happened. One of my children replied to one of my texts and said, Dad, why are you mad? Do you know what I had texted to that child? Okay. Now let the child remain nameless. <clears throat> Sophia. There, there was no... I wasn't mad. And yet, something about the previous dialogue or something in my response led it to be read into that text that I was mad. That I was upset. When Paul says these things to us. We, we don't know the tone with which he's saying it. It's a command. That's, the, that's the, the grammar that's present here. Rejoice. Don't be anxious. Pray. We don't know if it's the force of an order. I'm telling you, Christians in Philippi, rejoice and pray and don't be anxious. Or is it more like an exhortation is it come on rejoice don't be anxious 
pray. We don't quite know, and some who study biblical languages try to get the sense of what Paul is saying here. But we do know this much. Christians rejoice. Christians recognize that they do not need to be anxious. And Christians pray. If you are not rejoicing, if you are not aware that there's no need for you to be anxious, if you are not praying, welcome to the League of Sinners. For it is sinful to not rejoice. It is sinful to let anxiety wash over you. It is sinful to not pray. This is what God's people do. How do we even wrap our brains around that with these things that we've already established seem so hard for us? Well, all of this is kind of highlighted by something, and I preached out of Philippians chapter 1 last week. I just mentioned it briefly in passing. That St. Paul pens this, this letter to the Philippian Christians, and he writes about joy all throughout it. In fact, the word rejoice is used nine times in just four chapters. And the word joy is found another five times in the book. It is literally a book about joy. I don't know if any of you remember me saying this last week, but Paul is in prison when he writes this. He's in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. For doing exactly what Jesus himself had commanded him to do. It got him imprisoned. We think we have struggles being Christians in this world. And I know there are things that we are finding that make it more and more difficult to be a Christian. For some reason, we look at the things going around us. Pandemic, division, hostility, brokenness in families, marriages falling apart, money problems. And we think we're somehow unique. We think that somehow this has never happened to people before. And we're certain the end of all things must be around the corner. Well, that's good to think that way. The church ought to be of that mind that the end of things is at hand. In fact, St. Paul says that in our very text. The Lord is at hand. He is coming. But we somehow think that we are in an age that is unlike any other. Oh, I'm sure there are things that make this day and age different from the ones before it. But in terms of what we, the people of God, are enduring? No, you see, this is how it goes. Christians suffer. Christians are tempted. Christians are attacked. By Satan? 
And in the middle of it all, they rejoice. They know they need not be anxious. And they pray. And again, the key is in a little word. Again, it's in that word. You've heard me say this before. It might perhaps be one of the most important words in your entire English Bible, and that is the little word, in. Rejoice in the Lord always. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You see, Christians will often talk about saying, I know my Lord Jesus, or I have a relationship with my Lord Jesus, or some Christians will say things like, I have given myself to Jesus. But you know how God's word speaks? It says we as Christians are in Christ Jesus. That little word hearkens us back to where little Vivian was brought this morning, to the waters of baptism, where today Vivian and all of us who are baptized, we were put in to Jesus Christ. Put in him who holds us fast and never lets us go, so that where he is, we might be also. So that when he dies for sin upon the cross, I know that my sin has been paid in that blood that he shed. So that when he rises victorious on Easter morning, I know that he rises victorious for me because I am in him. I know that, like St. Paul, whether I'm in prison, whether death comes my way, whether I'm in pain, whether I am broken, whether I am guilty and filled with shame, whatever it is that plagues me and beats me down, I am in Jesus Christ. And in Jesus, I have reason to rejoice. In Jesus, I have no need to be anxious. In Jesus, I can speak to my Father in prayer. For he's seated at the Father's right hand. And my prayers, the only distance they have to go is from the mouth of the Son to the ear of the Father. We tend to think our prayers are somehow the people of God down here waving for God to get our attention. No, that's not true. Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father and therefore so are those who are baptized into him. Your father's ear is right there. You have no need to fear. Your prayers are heard. You have every reason to be filled with joy. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ has ascended and reigns on high, and you are in him. It's hard to see. 
In fact, we don't see it. And isn't that what Scripture says about faith? Our hope and trust in that which is unseen. John the Baptist sent his disciples to ask Jesus about what they were seeing, which wasn't quite what they expected. Yet Jesus reminded them of all the things that they did see. The blind seeing, the deaf hearing, the lame walking. The lepers being cleansed. Jesus at work. The key to joy, the key to being rid of anxiety, the key to prayer begins being in Christ. In being who you were baptized to be. Being in the one who has loved you and redeemed you and who is at hand. Who will come again for you. So dear friends in Jesus, rejoice. Always. Though you don't feel, feel joyful, do you feel anxious? Do you find it hard to pray? You are always in Jesus. And he will hold you fast forever and ever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.